All right, people. What's up, y'all? Here we are. Uh, this is your boy, HC3. Philosophy in my sweet role. Oh, it's ever so sweet. Uh, this is my first official uh, conversation. Looking for good talk, good thoughts. And I know that many will come your way. Coming in hot live from the 615. Uh, with my cousin, the Honorable uh, Sarah Douglas Clark. Uh, Sarah Douglas, uh, SD, say hello. Good evening, folks. Good evening, folks. That's right. Good Mississippi accent. Uh, y'all, let me, let me intro this sucker by saying that SD is a, a dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, th- there was some sarcasm in that. Uh, there wasn't meant to be. Um, she, is, she is lovely. Um, she is a dear friend. She really is, uh, in addition to... My family, um, I'm very thankful for her, but uh, wise beyond her year, she's about to go to uh, Niger, better known because it is known as Niger, uh, a French colony, for 10 months, and it's going to be super amazing. She's going to go over there and heal kids um, with the skills that she has gained through two years of very hard work, well, four technically, but two intense, is that correct, uh, nursing, yeah. Um, and she is not there yet raising her support. So if you want to support her, please uh, do so. I will include um, a link or a way to, to do that um, on my website or this. I'll figure it out. Um, but anyway, I just think that she's got a lot of good things that would be worth hearing. Um, and uh, and so, um, Esty, the first thing I love to hear is, how's your, how's your day been? Oh, Houston. Well, it's been a great day. Getting to explore the city of Nashville, mm-hmm. Tennessee. That's right. Haven't been here since I was about 13 years old. 13, how old are you now? I am 22 going on 23 in when's just you, a couple months here. When's your birthday? September 15th. Mark your calendars, folks. September 15th? Yes. Wow. Okay. And you'll be 23? I'll be 23. Shoot, dude. Um, that's absurd. Uh, okay, cool. So, okay day uh, exploring with your cousins. Yeah, it was a great day. We got to sleep in late, enjoy a little summer morning, mm, and mm, went mm, for a jog mm. on the sidewalks. I love to run, but man, I wasn't prepared for the mountains <laughs> uh, that I didn't know were in Nashville. Yeah, I heard that. Um, when she says jog, she means jog, but at length. She went for a cool probably 45, 50 minutes, if not more. Uh, no big deal, because she's a boss like that and just does it. Um, and she also claims that she doesn't have much self-discipline. I'm like, you're looking at it, girl. Uh, so she either found it anew uh, or something happened. But um, Okay, SD, we were just... I, I, was telling, I was telling SD and my wife, Grace, uh, you guys, talking to y'all, um, we were just having this delicious dinner. Shout out to my wife for making it. Um, and I was, I was telling them some of the things that uh, Grace and, and SD were talking about. They were just profound. It was one of the, I, I literally got goosebumps and was almost just teary-eyed. Not even about a particular thing, but when, when you interact with uh, stuff, stories, um, whatever it might be, uh, that are profound... You just like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be Christian, although I would argue that all of that is um, that kind of stuff. But when you just come in contact with something that is otherworldly, you might think, um, and I might say, uh, it's like, it's cool, man. Um, and so I'm excited to have SD to talk about some of those those things. Um, and I was telling her, one of the first things I'd love to hear more about uh, is, um, actually, we're going to switch gears is 
is adulting. Uh, hashtag adulting. Uh, we all know how to do it or not. Um, and so, w- what do you think it means to a- a- adult? Well, in a very practical sense, um, I think that I came upon this adulting venture because I got a college diploma, mm. which I'm very thankful for. And I'm excited about um, going to do missions for a year, and then I'm excited about coming back and working um, in a hospital somewhere. I'm a licensed nurse, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so adulting to me seems that you would have graduated college, and now you're about to go sign a lease and pay money every month uh, to rent a house, and you're going to buy your own groceries, and mm. um, you're going to pay for your car insurance and your phone. Um, but what is what does adulting mean on mm. a non-physical level, mm. and... Why is it important to to learn how to do it well? Hmm. Um, I think there's a lot at stake uh, for the younger generation now, for millennials and for the generation below us. I don't. I can't remember what the name of that is. is. Y or X? Gen X. Something like that. I don't know. Some some letter. Yeah. Um, and whatever your uh, worldview is, whatever your philosophy is, but especially. Um, for me, coming from a Christian perspective, what does it mean to, to be an adult um, and to do it well and to honor the Lord mm-hmm. in, in living and working and doing life? And that's uh, something, honestly, that kind of scares me. Sometimes I think about at night that scares me and keeps me from going to bed. <laughs> um because I'm scared of not doing it well Ooh. or wasting my adult years. Ooh. And um, I think as a Christian that we're freed from that guilt and we don't have to uh, worry about that. Um, I think the Lord gives us grace. Mm. But he also gives us conviction and he gives us discipline and he gives us his word to guide us and he gives us Christians to live around mm. and to be with. So um, I think I think there are a lot of... Um, fundamental things missing mm. from people that are um, venturing out into this adulting thing. Mm. I'll say it's definitely been hard for me um, as these things, um, these questions kind of swirl in my head and I um, ponder how can I do this well? How mm. can I honor the Lord? Um, and sometimes I just find myself very discouraged because I look around me and see people that are just doing doing something that everyone else is doing Mm, Um, mm. and they graduated college and the next thing is to Mm. get a job and then all of a sudden they have a job but they're not happy with their job they've um they have a great house that they're leasing Mm. um saving some money getting to go out to eat getting to go to the Mm. movies but all of a sudden they're like i gotta buy a house Mm. and then I got to get married, and then they're married, Uh and check that one off the list, Uh Um, and it's just, it's this continuous cycle that just goes on and on, and when is it enough, Um, and so anyway, I've definitely been discouraged some to see friends that just seem to be entering the adult world, Mm. and just doing the checklist that everyone else is doing, and um... I'm not casting shade by any means because 
I certainly struggle in this area, but I find myself constantly um, thinking about this question of how can I do this in a way that honors the Lord. And I definitely, I, I don't like to uh, do the status quo by any means, so I do. Why not? Um, I just, I think fundamentally, I don't, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing because everyone else is doing. I don't want to be different to just be different. Hmm. But I think I've just found that I'm not going to be satisfied with the status quo. Hmm. Um, hmm. C.S. Lewis has this great quote that just says, if we find something, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but yep, yep. Um, if we find something in this world that doesn't satisfy us, it must mean that we're meant for something else. Ooh. And that really rocked my socks when I read it. Mm-hmm. Just, And I think that's something that's just really stuck with me. And I fundamentally know, even though I chase after the same materialism that I struggle with and I hate so much, I always know it won't satisfy me. Mm. I know going into something that it won't satisfy me. Mm. Um, and so that's why I don't like the status quo. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really just have a conviction to, um, to connect with people that are also struggling with this thing. I think Mm. Houston, you Mm. know, we were talking about this, um, that for people in our life that, um, we have a hard time loving or that have hurt us or that we disagree with or that we feel that aren't really Mm. walking with the Lord. Um, those are the people that we're called to reach out to. Um, those are the people we should be reaching out to with Mm. our churches and loving and looking for and looking to encourage and be there for and listen and love like Jesus Mm. loves Mm. people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people who, um, are at the bottom of the rung of Mm. the earth. Mm -hmm. However, um, Houston, remind me exactly what you said, but we were talking about how it takes a level of honesty to admit your brokenness. Mm. And so if you're not, um, if you're not willing to admit your brokenness and Mm. be honest about your need and be honest about your own vulnerability to Mm. run after the status quo. And by the way, that's me as Mm. well. Mm. Um, then it's really hard to connect. And so I think, yeah, um, just convicted that adulting, I don't know, how would Jesus do adulting? You know, how does, Mm. how does he live? How did he live for something otherworldly? And how did he love us even we were unlovable? Um, And if he did that, then shouldn't we be doing what he did? I don't know. Houston, what do you think? Oh, um, man, a lot there. Good question. Um, I guess before I answer that, uh, you said a lot of good stuff, um, but I do have questions. The first of which is um, without, well, Say it however you want, but um, uh, like, what what is so good to you, and why is it worth spending ten months uh, in Niger, uh, and then like that would be Niger. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, make sure you get that, folks. Um, why why would you do that? Um, 
And specifically, like even now talking about adulting and thinking about the future, like why does it matter so much to you that you try and emulate Jesus' love for you? What is so profound? And, and I'd love a succinct summary or just like here's what I find to be so um, interesting or attractive or worth like giving your life to try and kind of figure out how to do better. Hmm. Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, well, I think God's always given me a heart for ministry and people in general. You mean he's literally handed you a physical heart, uh, and put it in you? What do you mean by giving you a heart? Explain that. Giving me a heart means that he hardwired me in a way that I am set on fire for ministry and missions in a way that not everyone else is. And I have to say that that's how he's made me and he makes everyone different. And so I'm not throwing shade on anyone who does not have that same conviction because we're not all called to go to Africa. Um, Many of us are called to go work in the business world and to work in hospitals in America And that's very important to do that. But for me, and I've definitely gotten a lot of questions about, well, why are you going to Africa when you could go to the Mississippi Delta, Mm. um, for one? And that's very true. Um, I could go to the Mississippi Delta, or I could go to the University of Mississippi Medical Center Mm. in Jackson, Mississippi, and love on people that are very needy. Mm. And that would most definitely qualify as ministry as well. However, for my personal life, God has given me a desire to go outside of this country. And so, um, to me, obedience um, and being a follower of Christ means that I will obey that. Um, So that's what I'm going to do this upcoming year. And why am I doing this now? I've gotten a lot of questions of, well, why don't you go work in a hospital mm-hmm. and um, get some experience before you go? And first of all, that is extremely valid mm. question and something I've definitely asked myself and wrestled with and prayed over. Um, however, on a very practical standpoint, I just kept telling myself that if I stayed and worked at a hospital for a year or two, the likelihood that I would pick up and quit my job and leave my friends and community for a whole year just seems a lot lower than if I went right out of college when every, all of my friends are in a transitional stage of life anyway. So this seems like it would be a good time to go. Um, However, on a personal and spiritual level, I feel like this question of adulting and how do you do it in a way that honors the Lord. And um, I have been convicted that um, my character and my spiritual life is going to grow in such a way this year that it's going to inform the way that I come back to America and live And, um, so what what do you mean by that? I mean that, hmm, 
I just feel strongly that God is going to teach me um, a lot of things and the people that I'm living with and the Nigerians that I get to spend day in and day out with, um, that I'm going to grow and be stretched and I'm confident that it's going to be very hard, Hmm. but that it's going to inform the way that I live when I come back to America. I think anyone that has visited another country and certainly a third world country could say that that it changed you and that you didn't live the same after that. You didn't see things the same way. And um, I think it's really important, um, even in a very uh, non-spiritual way, that we see how other people live and we we realize how privileged we are. Mm. Um, There are certainly people... You think you're privileged? I'm very privileged. How how so? Um, I'm very privileged because I've never once wondered if I was going to be able to eat that day. Mm. I've always had clothes on my back. Mm. Um, I've gotten a really good education. Mm. I've also just been blessed with some incredible friends and family. Um, I've been given every opportunity to succeed. I have two amazing parents who Mm. love God and they love me and they love my siblings and they love each other. Mm. Um, are we perfect? You better believe we're not. But do we love each other? Are we trying to learn how to do that? Yes. Um, so am I privileged? I'm very privileged. Mm. Do I complain? Uh, on the daily, you better believe it. Um, but, yeah, it's almost like I know myself too well to know that I, I struggle with contentment every day. I struggle with being satisfied with what I have. And yes, do I always know that I'm privileged? Absolutely. Mm. But do I still just have a crappy attitude on mm. the reg? Yeah, I do. Mm. Um, so I just have felt convicted that I'm going to learn things in Niger this year that are going to inform the way that I approach adulting that um, would be different than if I just left for college. I mean, left after college and and started working right now. Now, I have some amazing friends that are going out into the working world right now, and I am so thankful for them. And those hospital floors that are about to receive my new nursing friends as well, and those schools that are about to have some new Hmm. amazing um, educators walk on their halls are going to be very blessed. And God's going to use them, and um, they're going to grow. And I'm thankful for them doing what God's calling them to do. However, I've learned, Houston, um, to be confident in what God's called me to do. And that's not what everyone else is doing. That's what He's called me to do. And that eliminates judgment or shade on anyone else for what they're doing because um, God's given everyone a different call. So, yeah, I guess it's more about adulting um, is more about calling than I realized. Pause, pause. Um, Beautiful. Uh, So you've talked a lot about calling and um, I think I was telling you before how I, uh, growing up in the church, um, uh, heard that word and, and still it's tossed around a lot. I use it. I used it. Um, but at times I get really cynical and think it's, uh, okay, all you Christians and your calling, like who's literally dialing you up right now? Is it God himself? Ha ha. Well, we actually believe he can do that in his word, but... Um, no, it's not like somebody's calling you on the phone and you're picking it up and you know the other end of the line says, go do this. And I'm definitely skeptical and I don't totally know what to believe about people that say that God tells them to do this or that and like he did that, but I think his word is sufficient um, and that's like where we get all of it. So 
tell us more, like, give me some concrete examples or things that actually give you confidence in your calling. What do you mean? Like, I mean, how, why, why, why am I not called to do that? Or how do I know that, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing right now is what I'm supposed to be doing right now? What, what do you mean by calling? Um, be as unspiritual as you can while also answering it truthfully. So, uh, also answer it spiritually. Yeah. But I'd love to hear like, what are some other concrete ways? And if, if at all, maybe there are no concrete ways and that would be okay. Like what does calling mean to you and why are you sure of your calling going to, uh, Niger, 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 Niger. Oh, my knee hurts from mispronouncing it. Okay. Um, okay. Calling. So, Oh, wait, I just had this great thought. Mm-mm. It slipped me. Lord, may it return to her. Here it is. Oh, okay, here it is. Um, calling to me is why am I doing what I'm doing? Okay. Um, there are definitely seasons in my life that I feel like I'm living without purpose. Mm. And we're all there, right? It's mm-hmm. so easy to just get get in a funk and just be like, what What the crap am I doing? Ooh, what the crap? Um. But calling is that under undercurrent that I know at the end of the day there's there's something to this. Hmm. There's something to why I'm pursuing this direction in my life. Hmm. Um, calling for me has meant being patient. Um, so I'll be... Um, just honest about a little bit about my story and why am I going to Niger and when did I decide I was going to do this? I decided last summer, um, and it really came during this time. Actually, I went on a medical mission trip to Columbia, South Carolina, on the Columbia, South Carolina, (laughs) Columbia, South America, on the Amazon River, and I was on a medical mission trip with my nursing school. And I was just so convicted on that trip that um, that God was the only thing that would truly ever satisfy my heart because kind of like we talked about earlier with that C.S. Lewis quote mm-hmm. that uh, we're all chasing after something. Mm-hmm. And you know it's true. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. You know it's true that when you're longing for something and you work really hard for something and you finally mm-hmm. get it, there's satisfaction for a while, but eventually it just fades. You know, why mm. do new things get old? Why are we not mm, mm. enamored with our birthday presents after Ooh. even a couple weeks, you Ooh, know? A couple of days for couple me, sister. A couple of days, yeah, amen. sure, sure. So, I was just very convicted on that trip that... God was the most beautiful thing ever. And we, we as Christians, uh, we definitely have those seasons where God is really beautiful to us and we feel close to God. And we're just like, thank you, Lord. Okay, I'll do anything for you. And then there are seasons where we're like, I don't think you're real. And I've definitely been there too. Hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just exhausting to swing between the extremes. Hmm. But the truth of the matter is, I know that when I experience those times of, just realizing how beautiful God is, that that's, that's just a taste mm. of how wonderful He truly is. Mm. And so anyway, I, I just got a taste of that on that trip, and I realized that um, if I had Him my whole life, even if everything else went to, to crap, that I would be okay. Mm. So that was kind of um, 
it changed the tra trajectory of my senior year of college. I, um, that summer, um, made some really big decisions and decided that I was going to go do missions for a year because I was confident that um, that's what God wanted me to do, and that's also what I wanted to do. And I think the cool thing about calling is that God gives us freedom to choose as well. Hmm. And also for what he calls us to do, he also is going to give you a passion to do it. Um, so you don't have to think that um, God's calling is just going to be this miserable, um, just, you know, grind every hmm. day. Like, that's not true. Like, yes, it's going to be hard because anything's hard. Hmm. And certainly being a Christian is hard. Hmm. Um, but he's going to give you a passion to do it. And um, so I, I just thought it was really cool how God, um, how he intersected my passion and love for people and love for um, different countries mm. with my faith and was like, hey, I'm going to um, actually give you the opportunity to go do this. So mm. calling um, is not this super spiritual thing. Um, I think it has to do with what are you good with? What do you like to do? And um, what is something that honors the Lord? And so am I planning on coming to back to America and working in a hospital as just a regular old nurse? Um, absolutely. Uh, that's what I want to do. Um, and that'll be a calling too. But um, I think the other part of calling is that uh, we have to we have to take our faith into what we do. Um, that's not an option. So as I come back to America and go work in a hospital to be a nurse, um, am I going to seek to pray for my patients when I can? Yes, I think so. Um, so that'll be a challenge uh, for sure, probably even a greater challenge than actually going to Niger because how am I going to be a Christian in a secular workplace, so that'll be another discussion Ooh. for another time. Oh, I love it. We'll love to have you back on the show. Um, maybe even, I don't know if we can have a phone call, because uh, we could record it via this app, but anywho, wow, um, SD, that, that's a lot for us to chew on, man. I, I appreciate you um, being honest about your life, um, your struggles, and uh, what the frig we're doing here, and what we're supposed to do. Um, I mean, seriously, y'all, it's like, I think that's that's a big reason why I started this podcast was I just realized that there just seemed to be something off. Like you look at the world and I'm looking at the squirrel right now, both Esty and I, and it is super cute. It reminds me of my cat, Kitty. Uh, shout out to Kitty. He's really growing up and uh, love you, Kitty. But this, this squirrel is so cute and just like sweet. I don't know. He'd probably, you know, bite me and kill me with rabies. I don't know. Uh, but he's just like fun to look at. It's like oh, a little guy, you know? Um, there's something profound about the fact that I'm sitting here, we are, and we see that animal, and it's just like doing its thing. It's like looking for food, it's looking for a mate, it's looking for a, a nap, I don't know what it's looking for, milk, I have no idea. Um, and, uh, like, why don't we talk about, you know, where that thing comes from, or what that means, or whatever. And uh, and so, Colleen, what a great question. And I'd also maybe add to that, SD, like, you know, for those that don't believe in Jesus or are not Christians, um, uh, like... Um, what 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 do you think about you know calling or how do you think about your place in the world or um, how do you explain 
uh, SD's story of going to this foreign place that she's never been. Um, And a lot of it is because, you know, she likes and she's always kind of enjoyed dealing with people um, that are hurting or that are different, um, that are left out. Uh, And there's something really cool about that. Um, But it's also kind of crazy. She's raising money. Uh, That's not easy, is it? No. Okay. It's definitely uh, humbled me. And I realize uh, just my weakness, and I have a short fuse sometimes. And, yeah, it's definitely squeezed me, and um, not always the most beautiful things come out when I get squeezed. But it's also been really beautiful. Um, You know, the kind of beauty, I'm not talking about, like, a sunset beauty. I'm talking about, like... When something old is repurposed, I love repurposing things. I love getting trash and turning it into um, something I can use. One of my favorite things is just a little rabbit trail here. Go, go. Um, But one of my favorite things is, like, seeing old windows, like, being put on the street for trash. And I love to pick them up and, like, you know, sand it down and rough it up even though a lot of it's already roughed up and painting it and then maybe putting some chalkboard paint on there and um, I have a blue window in my room currently and I use it to write bible verses or put some pictures up there and it's just it isn't that so much more beautiful Mm. than if you had just gone to Target and bought something really cute Mm. Um, and so that's the kind of beauty I'm talking about right now like with this support raising like it's painful but I also see the character it's building in me because I have to ask people for money and I have to share my story and ask if people would um, give up some of their precious dollars that they could spend at, um, you know, cookout. Like, uh, we got our, um, what kind, what kind did you get? Oh my gosh. This peanut butter banana with Reese's. And what was unique about it? Or what were you surprised by that? Oh, it had real banana in it. You heard it. Cookout. Uh, what a delicious uh, place. They actually, are they a Christian company? We don't know. Maybe I should go and interview one of the managers there to figure out, but they always have Bible verses. If you didn't actually, did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, uh, we'll have to, we're hopefully going to go tonight for round two. Grace told me that she needs that uh, before we watch a movie. All of us tonight, I think, is our plan. But uh, yeah, so uh, it was delicious. So, but you could be spending your precious money on uh, cookout. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. And so it's really humbling to ask someone if they would share. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, Houston. What's so funny? You What's know, so you've funny? had to raise support too to I did. do RUF. Yeah. Shout out to the Reformed University Fellowship Campus Ministry. That's right. Shout out. Um, but you know, have you had this experience where there's those people that are just loaded? You know it, and you're mm. like, man, they could just really bless me with some money. Oh, I much could be blessing. on my way. I could Woo. have my plane tickets yes. purchased for Niger, and they say, sorry, I'm not able to support you at that time. And um, that is totally okay. No, no shade on them. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit. Oh, uh, oh no, <laughs> just kidding. It hurts. No, no, so true. I felt um, the same thing. But then those people that you almost didn't even call mm. because you know they're so tight financially mm. and they just bless you and just say, man, it would really bless me if I got to partner with you. Mm. And um, so did you know that if you support a missionary, um, shameless plug, go go support a missionary. Yes. Um, that you get credit for for some of the um, the fruit of their work. 
because you are partnering with them and you're helping to send them. And go check out Philippians 3 because mm. Paul talks about this Philippian church that um, supported him. He said no other churches were supporting him at that time but the Philippian church. Mm. And he said, I don't seek the gift, but I seek the giver mm. of the gift and um, how you are going to get credit before God because of your gift to me. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that's that's really um, awkward mm. and honestly, embar- I'm constantly embarrassed by mm. support raising mm. because I'm, I'm asking people for their money. And, um, but it's also beautiful when people say, man, I'm so excited for you and I will be praying for you. And here is some money you go and you serve because I, I can't do that. I, I've got to keep this job, um, working at the bank. Um, but I'm excited for you and I'll be praying for you every day. So that's, that's just amazing. So that's the kind of beauty I'm talking about. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. As we wrap up here, um, yeah, that, that's, I hadn't thought about that, that, types of beauty you know like there's the you look at something or someone and you're like wow you're beautiful um but there's also this kind of deeper beauty that's connected to something um that we as christians would argue goes kind of beyond um the grave um and uh you have to wonder like where did that come from um i was going to mention something else sd hold on sweet uh (laughs) y'all oh forgive me both Father in Heaven and and other uh, fathers around the world. This, y'all, uh, y'all know my my podcast is called or my website and blog is called Philosophy and My Sweet Rolls. Uh, that came to me one because I uh, have just always loved sweet rolls. Go go check out my first podcast about it. Um, but this girl right here, the one that is sitting next to me, that you have just gotten to to listen to. Um, she makes the most delicious sweet rolls in my entire life. That is hands down better than Cinnabon cinnamon rolls. Uh, it's a close first. And the reason being is because I know the person that made it. I know the giver of the gifts and, uh, they are divine. And we have talked about, um, which we're going to try at some point when she gets back, hopefully, um, to start a business and to sell these suckers because there, there are certain things in life. You guys, I was just hanging with somebody, uh, today and they were just like so awesome. They were so kind. Um, and I was like, can I give you money? I, I, I didn't actually say that, but I've, I've said that before to people who are not even, they don't need it. They're not support raising or they don't need it. They haven't been asking for it. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you interact with something, you just want to, you just want to like, here, take, take my money or like, I'll give you whatever you want. Or like, you're awesome. You know, you just, you, you, you can't help but respond. Um, and that's what happens when you eat these sweet rolls. They are so stinking good. Um, oh my gosh, they're, they're amazing. So yes, this is the one behind the sweet rolls, um, both somewhat directly, uh, maybe more so indirectly a part of this very blog. Um, good thoughts, good talk, um, with Sarah Douglas. There was something else I was going to end with. Hold on to your britches. Um, it was something so good. Uh, SD, hold on. Let me think here. Um, I can't think, y'all. It'll either have to be on my website um, or in a different podcast. But, hey, uh, I just want to say, SD, thank you for joining us. Um, This has been a treat. And the beauty of a podcast, y'all, and and a big reason why I wanted to do this stuff. um, Oh, it was this. It was was this. Was 
uh, the, the, the podcast I just did on worldview stuff, when, when you, if you're a Christian, um, what the Bible says is that like all of this is not our own. Um, we ourselves, in addition to our resources, including our money are not our own. It's God's. Now we are entrusted with it and we get to do stuff with it. I can choose to go get a milkshake tonight and not give you that money towards your mission trip. I can, you know, yes, that's, that's free will. You got it. Go. Um, however, check this out. If you believe that, then you are going to be more eager than hopefully most other people that are not Christians to give. Um, not, not that you have to be a Christian to give. There's a lot of people that, that are not Christian that give. Oh my gosh. And they do so much good. Um, but it's funny, like a worldview can change if you believe that this stuff is not your own Then like, Oh yeah, if I can do it, like it's yours, no question asked. It's not this like, Oh, well, you know, you could, does that make sense to you guys? Like if you, when you see the world through a certain lens, it's going to affect what you do with your money. I think that's really cool. And so I guess my encouragement to all of you is to really think through, what do you think about money? Where do you think it comes from? What do you think it's meant for? Because um, uh, us Christians would say that it's meant for the ultimate good, which is to know God um, and to be loved by Him. Um, that is so, that's, that's got concrete goodness to it. Uh, it tastes, like you were talking about earlier, like to taste um, the sweetness of our Lord um, yes, it comes in cinnamon rolls, but it also comes uh, in giving. So um, I'll end with that and say, SD, thank you for, for hanging out with us. It's been a pleasure. Um, safe travels uh, on your return journey to Mississippi. I know that's why you came up here with me on this podcast uh, and not to see us. But, um, yeah, we're thankful for it. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you like it, check out her link um, and go to I'll, – I'll try and include a link, like I said. Is there anything else that they – if they're trying to just type it in, they can go to, or do they need the link more directly? You can go to simusa.org slash give. And you type in my name with Sarah Douglas Clark, support a missionary. Okay, and repeat the, the address again. simusa.org slash G-I-V-E. Boom. So uh, if you at all felt compelled to give just because you got to hear from uh, a sweet sister of mine and also cousin, and you're like, man, what a precious person. Let us respond in kind. Uh, please go give. And it needs to be done in the next couple of weeks, uh, by the end of June, really, early July, um, so she can buy her plane ticket, get her visa, all that good stuff approved, and then head out to Niger. Oh, that was good. She pointed to my knee. That was that was what I needed. Niger. Um, so there you have it. We'll be back on soon enough. Thanks for listening. Um, go SD. Go uh, go Jesus. Go. Uh, uh, what's your What's your favorite uh, soft drink? Oh. If you had to pick one, I know you don't like Coke it. Zero. Uh, go Coke Zero. All right. Peace out, y'all.